Commonsense Media activated. Live from the 210, it's the wave of the future show, and we are your host. Mr. Trey, please don't forget the end. This is Carr. And I am Edge James. Fellas, another week, another dollar. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's the best I got. <laughs> another day, baby. That's another it. day, another dollar. Yeah. How you guys doing? Keep on moving. Doing pretty good. I'm just getting ready to eat a bunch of turkey. Yeah. Doing pretty well as well. Happy Thanksgiving to y'all out there. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy holidays. It is officially the season. Yeah, it is the yep. season. And I'm tired of hearing Christmas music already. Thanksgiving hasn't even come yet. Dude, we got to remember how rich Mariah Carey is right now. Like, she gets <laughs> those residuals every year. Every and year. I, she ain't, she ain't got to make music for the rest of her life, man. Well, she's got that Vegas residency, too. Is she doing a Vegas residency? She had been for a while. Probably specifically through November and January. Oh, maybe that's her time off. She's like, I'm getting paid for all the Christmas music. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I agree with the Christmas music stuff, though. <clears throat> as soon at my place of work, as soon as Halloween ended, they began putting up Christmas trees and mm-hmm. playing Christmas music. And I love Christmas, but like, can we get through Thanksgiving before we get there? One yeah. holiday at a time. <laughs> for real what are we doing what are we doing please stop please stop so do we have any gratitude we want to give before we get started so just specifically for me i want to give some gratitude out to just everybody who gave me some birthday love uh, my birthday was not too long ago um and i appreciate all the love that i received as i continue to get way too old um <laughs> we're not celebrating any more birthdays after this one this is the last one, but I just want to thank uh, all the people that gave me a little bit of love. It was truly appreciated. And we will officially say happy birthday to you on this show. Happy birthday, man. Thank you. Thank you. Again, yeah. thank you. Yeah, man. It's crazy. So I'd like to give a shout out to my dog, Gracie. She's been a good, good little dog lately. Um, uh, Since I've gone back to work, I've had to kennel her. So I'm really going to try and make the extra effort this next year to get her into doggy daycare. I think I owe her because a happy animal is a socialized one. Can't just keep them in there forever. Yeah, man. It's true. And like our dog, and she's older now. She's 12 or so. When she gets around younger dogs, it kind of freaks her out. Well, one or two, she's fine. But when she gets around a lot of them, she does this little drooly thing. I don't know if it's excitement or nervousness, but she's just like, ah, all these dogs. So. That's cool, man. Socializer. Get her out there. Go playing at the park. Go playing at doggy daycare. That's good. So I'm going to give a shout out and gratitude to the Divas. That is the uh, basketball team that I coach. It's my daughter's team. We got our first win of the season. We're one and two. Um, Those girls, they worked hard, hard. We should have beaten this team by more than we did, in my opinion, from a skill perspective and a coaching perspective. But that is no disrespect to them. They played hard. 
a lot of our shots didn't fall, but when it all counted, I got into those girls and I told them, I was like, look, defense is our calling card. And they made the stops. Those girls got stingy. It was beautiful. So if y'all, well, you're probably not listening, but maybe your parents are. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for your effort. We have more work to do. And we got we have two hard games in the road coming. So we're going to have to make the best of what we have. Congrats on the win, man. Congrats Thank on you. the win. Hey man, they did the work. I just I just said funny words to them. So, <laughs> so I heard you step your coach game up. You got a clipboard. What's the deal? <laughs> yeah, man. I had this little plastic joint with uh, the you know you you have to write everything, and this yeah. one's got magnets, and it Ooh. gives you it gives you five or sorry ten red, ten yellow. And then a little basketball, and it's got a marker. So you get a full court on one side, and then you get a half court on the other. And so I didn't know that that thing would help me out so much. But like in the middle of the game, I had some players who had missed practice. So they didn't know like we were running a two three zone, and we're trying yeah. to run like either a five out offense or a four out one in, depending on who we're playing. Like if they're playing a man, we're going to go four out one in. Where they're playing a zone, we're gonna do five out because four out one end's a little tougher against the zone. So anyway, yeah, I got these I got these kids in there and I'm like showing them where to be with the ball. I'm like, yeah, so you know, two three zone. I need two of you at the elbow, two of you at the low block, one of you in the middle of the key, and I need you to just kind of like do like a shell, just watch the person in the middle. I I, I usually I tell the center, you're the quarterback on defense. You know, you're literally in the middle of everything on a defense. So I'm showing her where to go. She's like, all right. She did it. She did it. My 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 center, the tallest kid on my team, not just because she's the tallest, but she is the most vocal and she happens to be the tallest and she gives a lot of effort. Man, she was getting on everybody. She's like, hey, get over there. So it was it nice. was great. Yeah, it was it was nice to see that, see my my defensive philosophy just kind of imprint on these kids. And it was great. I'm starting to get to the point in the huddle where I don't even give them the key word. Like I'm telling, I'm telling them really simple things like, and we're going on a tangent about basketball. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll try to wrap it up. <laughs> but I tell these girls, or I told these girls that uh, at the very first practice, I said, I asked them, what is the point of basketball? One kid's like, yeah, to have fun. I was like, yes, indeed. To score more points than the other team. I was like, you're getting warmer. I said, with any sport for point, to score more points from the other team. Or sorry, score more points than the other team. How do you score more points than the other team? With your defense. That's it. You use your defense. Do you remember that old commercial with LeBron when he was like his own family, kind of like the clumps? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember yeah. that. Shaq has one now with pizza. Yeah. I remember <laughs> when he's like, see, boy. What you got to do is get buckets. That's all. That's all they got to say. <laughs> get buckets. But yeah, man. So get like buckets. They, they get out there, they get after it. They don't give up. Uh, it got a little heated between one, me and one of my players because she's just like me competitive wise. So I'm like, like, it was crazy. I told her, I was like, Hey, you had, to, you had a wide open teammate. She passed up my daughter on a play because she's trying to do it all by herself. She's like, there was nobody open got loud with me. Mm. I pulled her off the court. I said, go sit at the end of the bench. <laughs> then I talked yeah, to her. 
she yeah talked to her she was still mad i went and sat back down at the other end of the bench and then i called her i said hey come sit down over here right now we can't be talking ugly to each other i see things that you yeah. don't see on the court because i'm over here you're in the heat of the moment i get it i'm not trying to be mean to you i'm not trying to hurt you but you will respect me because a i'm an adult b i'm your coach and from that point on money she was money so anyway enough about that let's get into it what's on your mind trey first thing first a little cleanup or just follow up from our last show so that eight dollar twitter verification did not work (laughs) at all (laughs) just just want to just touch base on that we were talking about it it didn't work and we were right on the money about that don't want to bring that up too much we already talked on that but Just wanted to say a little bit of something about that. I don't think we're really going to get away from Twitter for a while, though, man. So, I mean, I, I think we're a little safe. To, if you want to elaborate a little bit more, you can. No biggie. <laughs> I just, okay, so everybody was verified. And what was the first thing people did? They made fake parody accounts. accounts of other people and started spreading a whole lot of fake news. Yeah. Very fast and very quickly. There were fake George Bush accounts, LeBron accounts. There was even a... Uh, a company, I can't remember the name of the company, they make insulin. I think it's a South American company. Eli Lilly. Yeah, they made insulin. They tweeted something about the price of insulin going down on a fake verified account and their stock price dropped drastically. We can, I think it's safe to say that Mr. Elon is learning as he goes in the Twitter department. He does not know what he's doing. Just real quick, Eli Lilly is not South American. They are from, uh, they are an American company based out of Indiana. Ah, home of the okay, Colts. Okay, yeah. No, no, no. I, I, not to call you out. I just want to make sure. No, I you know wasn't one hundred percent sure. That's education yeah, yeah. To call out because you know how it is, man. People will hear that. They'd be like, "No, you're wrong." So, but yeah, I appreciate that. No, nah, you're good. But yeah, uh, I I want to ask y'all because I've been thinking about this. Do you think this is just because it's Elon and people are out to prove a point that uh, you know? Oh. Oh, you're gonna make all these changes to the platform I love, and I and I don't like you. Uh, let's do this. You know, are they? Do you think they're just trying to like? I don't want to say snap back, but for lack of a better word, trying to show out or or, or throw a tantrum. I, I don't know. Like especially because it's Elon. Yes. Uh, that's a that's a slippery slope because the guy's got a proven record of success, but. They're all different avenues. They're all different companies. Like they this are. is just regurgitating what the internet thinks. But uh, he had a bunch of companies where people were very hungry to work for, very innovative companies. You know, we had people making rockets, people making the first electric cars. This is a platform where people get angry at each other and spend all day kind of scrolling through. And this is not the same thing. It's not the same thing. See, There's, yeah, I kind of. It's different. Twitter is. The land of the bullshitters. Yeah. I don't know how else to really put it. That's what Twitter is. Like you can go through and have news articles, a lot of factual things, and then you can flip and in the same section of session of scrolling, it's just a whole bunch of BS that you're scrolling through your timeline. People having fun doing stupid stuff. That's what Twitter is. And then Elon tried to make all these changes and it amplified that level of BS. It just those people are like, oh, I can spend eight dollars a month and I get to tweet as King James, and people think it's actually him. Yeah, and we're just having fun with it. So it's it's really difficult to discern when you're going into that weird bizarro land where stuff is like where lies are truth and all that. Mm-hmm. There's 
there's cases of people uploading full movies now they're they're putting screeners on there like it's just not moderated there's way less staff than there was like a week ago i think i think it's already over 80 percent of the workforce is gone a week ago you know yeah, and you said it, twitter is the land of the bsers but i think that that's just social media in general yeah and I, this one is just based on pure purely just subtext and what they're saying in a literal sense too like you know when, when it's all linked up together with all the retweets and all that stuff you kind of get the context of it but yeah that's all it is there's there's nothing else there's no moving there's there's moving content and then, then the ads but even then the ads are starting to pull out too like it's just this big it's this big thing right now where it's gonna leave behind a big hole we might be talking about the post-mortem of this sooner than later yeah you know and, and i'm not a massive elon fan nor am i a hater per se uh just i'm indifferent leaning more towards i don't care for him i think he's kind of a jerk but i i do have to say that some of this stuff that's happening does seem in my opinion to be to answer myself to be more because it's elon yeah. And so people are out to really prove a point and make Twitter, um, I don't want to say unsuccessful, because I don't really think the users themselves are going to do that. As you can see, and shout out to WFS episode three, the Twitter wave, the previous episode. If this is your first time listening and you'd like to know exactly what we're talking about, go on back. But they laid off people there and then, or when was it? Two weeks ago. And then more people took off just yeah, recently. Just took- and that was like, yeah, what? Yeah. Was that last Thursday or Friday that happened? And it was sometime yeah. mid to late last week when this took place. So apparently he put out like an email, like a disclaimer, like, hey, I need you guys to agree to, this is just what I've read, um, agree to work in a lot harder than you have to keep this company successful, basically. And a lot of people were like, no, I'm, done i'm gone i'm out of there um so that was something that led to the second wave of not layoffs but people just kind of jumping ship um which seems to be happening but again to kind of touching on the last episode that's happening everywhere the layoffs and things of that nature everybody is letting people i actually think it has a lot to do with um the when like the bitcoin market uh not specifically bitcoin but a lot of that dropping well, you you saw yeah, that FTX, that. man. That that was that's a whole yeah. other mess. I, I'm not. That's a whole other mess. Yeah. We'll dive into that one here in a little bit. We maybe not today, but we'll we'll definitely get into that. Yeah, I'd I'd like to get more information on that one. I do know that was ugly. I mean, FTX went as far as getting celebrities, my God, to to vouch for him. Tom Brady, Stephen Curry. I mean, the Miami Heat's arena, I believe. Right. The rookie, Cade uh, Cunningham, got his entire like signing bonus in like their currency and it, oh my gosh. you know when it, yeah like his entire signing bonus was in that currency like there's it bombed hard but like i said that i think that one is a very good subject for another day we like to be factual and know exactly what we're talking about before we get into things like that and we have yeah. a basic knowledge but i think there's a little research we can do before we can touch on that but that's something to definitely revisit and if you're listening wavy babies we'll come back to that one yeah. we definitely will so, so this happened on November 17th. Uh, I'm, I'm double-checking some facts here. But yeah, so he told them that the workforce, he being Mr. Musk, 
They need to be extremely hardcore to succeed. Those who chose to stay should expect long, intense hours of work. Those who left would receive three months severance pay, he wrote. And then employees were required to choose by Thursday afternoon. Hence people saying, F this, I'm out. Peace. <laughs> Deuces. Yeah. So the dude drew his line in the sand and nobody wanted to cross except for the ultra hardcore. Yeah, there was a whole like trending topic of Twitter shutting down that Friday after that because mm-hmm. people thought they weren't going to have enough engineers and people uh, at the company to keep the app and the website afloat, which it's still running. I can personally attest to that one. We can't seem to strong. quit talking about hiring, firing, and quitting. Um, you know, I've known a couple of people in my personal circle that have been laid off. Uh, you yeah. know, I won't say any names, but I've known people that, that have been laid off. And then what's interesting to me is you'll hear all these politicians say, oh, there's, we've created so many jobs and there's so many jobs available, but then you get big tech laying people off and big tech being, you get the Facebook or excuse me, meta laying people off yep. and Amazon. And then you look at Twitter laying people off and then giving people for even further an ultimatum to say, Hey, either you stay and work super hard or peace out. And you know, those long hours and working extremely hardcore don't really seem to be highlighted. Like what exactly does that mean? Are you, if you're normally working a 40 hour work week, work week, is that 45 to 50? Are we talking 60 plus? Big difference. So uh, what it's, this is tough because when you look at older generations that look at us millennials and they say, ah, y'all don't want to work for anything. And every generation before them said, ah, y'all don't want to work for anything. Oh, you want it easy. Back in my day, back in my day, back in my day. You know, I don't want to go all the way back because I can't. But I look at something like this and I go, I need more information. Like define that. And I wonder how many people ask that question. I would like to know that because in the, in the little that I've heard about it, I've heard about it on a podcast. I've read a couple of quick articles that kind of highlight and circle around some of the same talking points, but nothing really quantifies that because it's obvious that Twitter's changing. We don't know what that change is going to look like, but Musk is here to stay. He bought it. It, Twitter may end up being great. Now, I don't know what great looks like. It may not be the platform because I always hear people say that are hardcore Twitter users, especially like other bloggers and um, uh, podcast hosts. They'll say Twitter's just a cesspool. Okay, so maybe he's trying to clean that up. You're our resident Twitter guy, Trey. So, I mean, do you want to see improvements to, like, well, I'm sure there are improvements that you want to see, but do you think that Elon Musk, from what you've seen so far, will take Twitter in a direction that you may be okay with eventually? I think he can do it. I think Carr kind of alluded to that earlier with, he's... 
almost walking success in his companies, right? Yeah. Um, Starlink, Tesla, uh, SpaceX. These are things that perform well, that make a lot of money, that you know bring the future, bring us to the future. Very forward thinking. I think he can do it. I don't want to see Twitter completely turned upside down. That's why I like it compared to some of the other social media platforms that are out there for people. Uh, more than Facebook, more than that. You get a little bit of everything, but it's it's a little dirty. It's a little grimy. I kind of like that about Twitter. It's not as buttoned up as other social media platforms. I don't worry about what I say on Twitter as much. There are things that I don't use Facebook anymore. We've talked about this, but there are things like I would say on Twitter that I would never, ever post on Facebook. But at the same time, like my family's not really on Twitter. You know, mm. uh, you like, E, you're on there now because of common sense, stuff like that. But like, I follow Park, like my brother, you know, brother from another mother, but that's probably as close as family as you get on Twitter. The people, they're total strangers. They don't know me. Um, and I like, <laughs> you can be whoever you want on there. I'm not being somebody that's totally ingenuine when I get on Twitter. I am myself unrefined. There's, you know, a little bit of less censorship than what I do in other aspects on there. Um, I actually, my wife was like, why would you tweet something like this? Like it's Twitter. Like I, between my wife follows me on Twitter. She has to, um, it's just part of our rules. But other than that, like, (laughs) no, like I don't know these people. I'm going to say whatever I want to say. And if they like it, great. There's a like button. If you don't like it, guess what? There's an unfollow button. There's a block button. Yeah. I like that. You said it was grimy. It is, I guess more of the urban social media. Because, yeah, you got mom and dad there, but not really because that's more of the space to have your soapbox to be able to say what you want to say and say it in the slang that you want to say it too. Like, how many things have we picked up from popular tweets? Yeah. It's something it's true. that goes around. And one thing that Twitter had that was able to kind of dissociate misinformation from actual information was the verification process. That's one thing that I, again, kind of going back to where we started at, um, that I think isn't going well, didn't go well. You can't even buy Twitter Blue anymore. It lasted two days, like literal two days. And now you can't get it anymore because it went rampage. And then people were buying Twitter Blue and they realized they can't change their Twitter name after they purchased it. So they changed their Twitter name to buy it, to pretend to be somebody. And now they can't go back to who they originally were. Um, well, you know, just, you verified yourself under that account, you know, you went through. All yeah, no, I, I'm not saying it's like, it's just one of those things that in Twitter, you can, you know, it's just even some of the verified people like, okay, LeBron James, like you, I know some verified people that their ads always the same, but you can change like your Twitter name, your handle, like specifically, you could always do that. Now you can't, people don't oh, like that. Okay change people don't like you know like your ad is always the same i'm always at marshall on mics whether i'm trey m whether i'm mr trey m whether i'm the tre don't forget the m please like whatever i want to make the other part of it i can change once you went twitter blue you can't do that anymore only once they started adding blue checks before and you can have twitter blue change that you weren't verified but again you verify yourself you are who you are i don't think i don't want to spend a whole 30 minute segment on this again uh, but I I think he's going to do good things with Twitter, but I think it's going to take him a minute. I think there's going to be a lot of negative before we get to the positive. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
I, I'm not going to lie, though. He One thing I do like, and people aren't going to like that I say this, like he's reinstated just about everybody who was banned to bring the element of free speech into the equation that I had something to say about last time. Donald Trump is back on Twitter. Kanye's back on Twitter. Like everybody. Andrew Tate. Now, Donald Trump, Andrew Tate is back on Twitter. Yes, everybody who was canceled or, you know, deplatformed from Twitter, he said, no, You're like, here, it's a platform. You can use it if you want to. I don't think Donald Trump will go back to Twitter, um, at least not right away. He hasn't tweeted anything since he's been reinstated. Um, I think it'll be but, more of a promotional tool for him. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have a few words to say, but if you, but when I'm done here, go check out Truth Social. If you want to hear more of the story, go over to Truth Social. That we're doing, we're doing great over the great work over there. It's the best social media environment you ever take part in. Trust me, okay. <laughs> it is the greatest. It's, it's my the greatest. Link. I use the biggest. I use the best tweets. They they tried to cancel me, but Elon Musk. He came back. He brought me back. It's a great program. I got to say, it's better under Elon Musk. Me, you know, if if I ran Twitter, I couldn't do it. But that's why I have True Social. It's much better. I'm sorry. Anyway, Y'all, that, that's, that's, <laughs> y'all aren't seeing this, but I'm just seeing hand gestures from both these dudes. Oh, uh, man, that's what he's known for, right? Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so to kind of piggyback off of that or transition out of that, like I said, don't want to spend all day on that. But we're talking about, you know, the work environment, things changing, layoffs greatest job growth mm-hmm. in specific, you know, over the last five or 10 years. There's one thing that I'm noticing with the businesses these days that really, I hope this isn't trademark, that really grinds my gears. Uh, it upsets me, man. Why, <laughs> why are we all open on holidays now? Everybody, all restaurants are open. A lot of businesses are open. I remember that 10 years ago, no, nobody was open. HB wasn't open. Sawgrass wasn't open. Uh, this Saturday the third, like, wasn't open. You couldn't go. There was one gas station open out of the ten gas stations on the street. Now they're all open. It's a business. People want to make money, but when do you start sacrificing the money that you make for the values that people hold dear? I'm seeing a lot of that, and I just kind of wanted to bring that question up. How do y'all feel about restaurants, and specifically, and all types of businesses being open all the time on Thanksgiving, Christmas, holidays like that? So there's that whole thing. Do you think the values are changing? I think a lot of families, I mean, a lot of families still are nuclear. Pandemic really made people stick together. There's also that added elements of element of modern convenience that's now in play. There's food that's like 10 times better than what somebody can commonly make. So I don't think it's necessarily like laziness or anything associated with that. It's just, convenient to do so now and it's profitable i think everybody's got that same mindset where we can all consume happily as a family well you, you like oh go ahead i'm sorry go ahead e. go ahead you you touched on it money that's the biggest one and to break down money amazon they're everywhere they have data data centers well they do have data centers too but They've got distribution centers everywhere. And you ordered something on December the 24th. And you expect to see that December the 27th or the 28th because you're not getting it Christmas Day nor the day after. So you're looking for the 27th or the 28th. Well, Johnny Truck Driver's got to go through Saskatchewan, 
Fargo, Syracuse, and I'm naming all snowy places for a reason because that leads, you know, those treacherous weather, snowy weather leads to you driving slower, thus your expected, your ETA for delivery is a few days out. So these guys, gals, these drivers got to get that stuff to you. That's only one aspect, right? Well, if we know these people are out on the road all the time, they got to eat. They got to get gas. They need places to sleep, you know? So they're away from their families if they have them to deliver socks to you so you can give socks to somebody in your family or some some draws that's just the amazon aspect car brought up a very good uh example with with the pandemic and and by mentioning that what triggered my brain was people were locked up for a long time so to speak during covid and they want to get out and businesses lost that money they're like, yo, 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 we need to get this. We need to recoup because we're still in the hole from 2020. So they're opening up and doing these services. Our, our values, as mentioned, probably have changed as a society in this, this simulation that we're living in. I'm just messing with y'all. Hmm. I, I don't know if we're living in a simulation. I'm just, just messing with y'all. Don't, don't come at me. The world is round. I still believe the earth is round. <laughs> is it? <laughs> it's a conspiracy. No, I'm joking. Okay. So. But uh, anyway, people are trying to recoup still from then. We just talked about layoffs for two weeks in a row. So I I think it's a culmination of many different things that have led to this point. We got to keep the machine oiled. The only way you keep the machine oiled is you keep putting money into the economy. (laughs) The economy. The economy. You put money into. Yeah. You know, you got to put money. (laughs) Nice. bars <laughs> you keep putting money into the to the economy i mean and the only way you're going to do that is by going out and spending it in diverse ways i guess i was just bought up very traditionally um i just and i've also worked in a restaurant for the last 10 12 years of my life so i kind of see it just as i guess i'm a hater in that aspect of it i know i ran a business you got to make money you got to make you got to make money right um, but I just feel like for you to bring 12 people out to a restaurant and spend $300, $400, you know, whatever the, the price point is a per person price. Uh, like right now at the restaurant I'm working on, it's at least a $60 per person price. You're going to bring 12 people in there, spend, you know, $60 per person. That's 700 some dollars. Like, you know, that you're spending on that, that you can, you know, you go home, cook your dinner get to sit there on your couch, watch some TV, go play some football. Yeah, you got to kind of do the dishes afterwards. But it's also like part of the experience, like cousins that don't ever see each other do the dishes together. There's an uncle and a young cousin that do the dishes that get to have a conversation that little man remembers for forever. Just like little things like that, I think you miss on as a society when you go out to a restaurant for Thanksgiving or for Christmas instead of sitting at home with your family. Now, there are some aspects I get, like what you said with the truck drivers. I was talking to Car about this earlier. Like when I see like one one or two tops, like one, tables of one or two people that come into the restaurant on these days, like 
I take extra special care of those people because obviously, like, you're alone and you don't want to spend the holidays alone. You want to come out. You want to, you don't want to cook for yourself. You want to have a good time. You, you know, there's an aspect of that that you want to see. But at the same time, I think as society, it just comes to, like, again, like Carr said, it's just so easy to come by now. No, you don't have to work for that. You don't have to put in that kind of, it's convenience. It's, it's so convenient to go out and do something. But then as somebody who's worked out in the restaurant, I can personally tell you that on those days, people are the worst. Yeah. You think people would be forgiving. Oh, thank you. You get some of those people. Oh, thank you so much for spending your time to take care of me and my family. Then you also get people that are like, why are you, why is the service so slow? Why is this going wrong? What do you mean you're out of Turkey? And you close in 30 minutes. How dare you? It's Thanksgiving. Like, Mm. there's, it's, it's a little tough. It's a little tough on the restaurant side. So you two just painted a picture in my head. I imagine this, uh, truck driver trying to, to deliver your heated booties over to you the day after Christmas and they have to pull over to one of those travel centers and lo and behold, there's a hotel and there's an Applebee's and it's open and there's uh, somebody taking care of them because they're sitting alone away from their family just trying to get like a cheap steak and those niches I never thought about. Those are those sad little pockets of civil- civilization that are giving you your booties giving you your whatever, your Pokemon cards, your Tamagotchis, all those things, just because you wanted to get something and re-gift it on Boxing Day or whatever. That's a... I don't think a lot of people think about those aspects because humanity is still here. Humanity is still serving you your plate. Humanity is still on the back end, even if you're mad about the turkey running out. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very vivid thing. Y'all, y'all just had me get some perspective on. I appreciate that. Maybe, maybe this next season, I won't think about trying to get stuff immediately after Christmas and getting upset about it when it doesn't come. You know, I'll give you a few personal examples from my childhood. And then as, as a, as an adult, my mom and my dad separately, my mom is not the cook in our, was not the cook in our house. You were talking about people without skills. My mom, one Thanksgiving, we had fish sticks. <laughs> you you know, it was fish sticks and fries or something. Maybe maybe it was Christmas. But the point is, and look, my mom's a great mom. I'm not ragging on her. Um, but that's cooking a turkey. That wasn't her lane. And I don't know how busy she was. Piggybacking off the busy. My dad was always a bomb cook. We get turkeys and hams and sometimes we get prime rib on Christmas. You'd be like, whoa, we turn up. But one Thanksgiving, pretty sure it was Thanksgiving. I think we went to Denny's or a place like that, a little diner. And it was me and him. And my mom was overseas and I think Korea, you know, so you got a dad and his son going and sitting down and eating Denny's. You know, and you're talking, Trey, about people taking, I don't say pity, but just looking at you going, you're looking at your customers going, man, this person is alone, whatever. These are military people. My folks were in the military. So I don't know, even besides the military aspect, you know, you don't know if these people are just working their butts off and they just didn't have time to prepare. 
I'd never asked my dad what the situation was, why he couldn't make a turkey, or maybe I did, and I just don't remember because, you know, that was, I was in single digits back then. I'm almost 40 now. So, I don't remember. Yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> maybe that was 94. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. That, that, that was a long time ago, and it doesn't really matter because, it was enough that it was different that I remember it. Now, yeah. for other people, that could be the norm. They might look forward to that too. That's another thought thing I thought of where they're just like, you know what? I can't cook. <laughs> and it's and it's Thanksgiving. Let's go. Or hey, mom, dad, both, aunt, uncle, grandparent, cousin, whoever your your guardian is, they work too three jobs or one job that has them putting up 80 hours a week. <laughs> you know, that's a lot of hours. And they're like, yo, I don't have time to make you a turkey. Let's cut out. Let's go to a restaurant. I know this place makes bomb food. This is where we're eating. Happy Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas. Whatever. They'll see a Christmas story, right? Of course. What happens in that movie? The the dogs eat the turkey. Like the dogs eat the turkey and then they have to go to the Chinese restaurant. The guy cuts the head off the duck. Uh I used to just think that was like a pope. I used to think it was just something that I saw every day, every Christmas for 24 hours on TNT, but it just seems like that's now becoming the norm. It doesn't have to be the dogs tore up the turkey, but yeah, I think our culture is now shifting towards maybe some of those values. Maybe not dissipating, but just becoming less common. And the more common thing is maybe just to get together at a public space to be able to make it a little bit easier on everyone. You know, this is um, this is why I wanted to talk to y'all about that. This is something, like I said, has been grinding my gears for a minute. And I yeah. want to thank y'all because y'all really brought different perspectives that I didn't really think about um, as far as being a service worker in this environment. Um, so if there's one thing that I can say on this, just to kind of wrap it up and end it, if you're going to go out... If you're going to, you know, go out to a restaurant or, you know, go to a store specifically on Thanksgiving, just be nice to the people that are serving you. Be patient. Be thankful that they're open and that they're there to serve you. And I think everything can kind of go along a little bit better because I can personally tell you that they don't want to be there. They want to be with their families. Even if their families are together at another restaurant, they don't want to be at work. True. You know, that's one thing that I can say as far as that. But you guys brought a lot of good points to it. And I can see how people can go into these places and not have the traditional Thanksgiving that I'm used to, that I like to have. Uh, so thank you. all Thank you. all See, this is why I love our, our open conversations. Brings a lot of enlightenment. You could be anywhere in the world right now, but you're with us getting this uh, restaurant turkey. I do appreciate it, though. The perspective is, like, very valuable. So thanks, Trey. Thank you all, man. So I want to ask you, I mean, we're, we're already in the throes of this turkey and, and Thanksgiving conversation. Um, are y'all cooking? And what are the prices looking like for a turkey for y'all? So I'm looking at H-E-B. It's all over the board. Uh, large turkeys are going for about 50 bucks. Butterballs are about 40. Uh, the more commonly small stuff is about 24 bucks. That's just the bird. 
I guess you can maybe get it together for about eighty to one hundred dollars for a very lean Thanksgiving. Um, it seems like my family is kind of shied away from the turkey. My brother, I think, is going to fry one. I am going to make the green bean casserole and chill because that's pretty much the side that I like. So I'm going to make that. I hope my mom with the mashed potatoes too. <laughs> um, what else are we going to make? We're going to have the jelly cranberry, uh, uh, the jelly cranberry that sits on the table and wobbles. It goes whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. nobody, everybody gets a half a piece of it and then leaves it on their plate. Yeah, yeah. We just kind of forget about it. And then and my dad eats it like jello. <laughs> the reason I ask you guys this, this is going to sound very privileged. I have not bought a turkey. I can't even remember the last time I bought a turkey, a whole turkey. My wife typically buys it. And so I was just kind of curious as to what the prices are like. Listeners out there, Hit us up on the Chasm pages. Twitter, Calm Sense Media. Instagram, Common Sense Media. Tell us, how much are you paying for a turkey? I'm genuinely curious. I want to know what it's like outside of San Antonio. Shoot, I mean, even in San Antonio. I mean, maybe it varies. You know, you go down to Gucci B. That's what we call Central Market. <laughs> the, the nice Gucci H-E-B. B. Gucci B. Yeah. <laughs> Head down to Central Market, all the different the different HEB, HEB Plus, HEB Plus Plus. You know, it's like everything's a plus. Hulu, Disney. Yeah, Hulu got three pluses. Oh my gosh. Plus, 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 plus. Hulu Plus Live, please. Hulu Plus Live TV, plus, plus, plus. <laughs> Paramount. That's a thing. That's, that's Turkey Plus. So yeah, I'm I'm just I'm just kind of curious about that. So man, I am not cooking this year, which goes back to my last rant because I'm working. So we're not mm-hmm. gonna cook and I have to work. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So, like, we were going to do it Wednesday, but I have to work Wednesday. We were going to do Friday. I'm working Friday, and I'm working Thursday all day. Because Mr. E gave me a very nice turkey fryer that I wanted to use, and I'm not going to get to use, but I'm not working Christmas. I don't care what anybody has to say about it. I am not working Christmas. My restaurant tenureship is coming to a swift end, and if I have to quit before Christmas, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> So, <laughs> so I'll be, get, I'll get to use that turkey fryer for, for Christmas. And back on the turkey prices, just one like funny thing I want to add. So last year for Thanksgiving, we bought a turkey, like we went all out. We did it. We did the damn thing. Like, right. I only had to work half a day. So we got to do it real well. Um, we went and bought a turkey. And then a couple of weeks later, my wife's job actually like gave away turkeys nice. for, you know, just like a nice, cool turkey. So I've had a turkey in my freezer for a little over a year now. <laughs> so I don't know what the turkey prices are looking like this year. I have one in the chamber ready to go. <laughs> I'm just waiting for a time to throw it in that uh, oilless turkey fryer that I got from a boy E that I'm excited to try. And hope that I don't blow my house up. So I was trying to remember what I did with that. Because I was talking to my boy E. And he was like, oh, yeah, you know, I used the oilless turkey fryer. I said, I used to have one of those. He's like, you got rid of it? I said, bro, I had it for like 10 years. Maybe. Maybe like eight, eight to 10. He's like, oh, that thing is great. I said, well, I'm, I think I'm going to smoke some turkey. And like, we're at the point, we're not even doing a whole turkey. We're doing like turkey breast, just pieces of the turkey. And then I'm smoking them joints. Because like, it's just, I, I, got, a, I got a Weber kettle grill. I don't have a true smoker, but I get to it in. Mm. Like I know how to work it. You know, I got the water pan, 
all that stuff. But temperature control for something that big, you know, yep. and something like that, eh, it's a little shaky. Tough to get all the way through. Yeah, well, because you're going to have to constantly add coals. That thing is really good for like the the the, the two to five hour smoke is, is what I've found. So anyway, um, you know what I got for my birthday? I got a new grill for my birthday. Did you? Nice. Congratulations. Yeah, my wife bought me a, a char griller. Like it's nice. Nice. Very nice. Uh, yeah, it's it's nice. So I need you to come through one day and show me your ways, bro. So I can get, I'm good. I can cook like just normally, like I can charcoal cook. Like I, for my birthday, I made steaks, you know, nice little corn to bake potatoes on the grill. Like I can do that, but I want to get like the heart of the smoke going through in that place, man. Now that I've got this real nice grill going on. So I, I got to see what your, what your grill is capable of. Take pictures of it because I got, I got charcoal charcoal. I've also got lump charcoal. I prefer lump charcoal. But you can use both. I've been mixing them lately because shout out to my neighbor. I have no idea what their name is. But months ago, they came by my house and they gave my wife three bags, Car. I already told Trey the story. They gave my wife three bags of charcoal because apparently her husband's a hoarder. And she was like, I saw your husband out here barbecuing. Take these from us, please. Please take these. (laughs) (laughs) You won't even notice they're gone. Right. And I was like, I don't even use this kind of charcoal, but it's free. So I got to use it. You know, it's like one of those things where you got to, you swallow your pride and you're like, it's free. You got to do it. I mean, use it. Save my, I'll save my charcoal. So, but, but anyway, yeah. So, um, yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's, let's plan a smoke. Yeah. Let me know. Yeah. We got to get that going. Come through, bring some stuff. We'll, we'll throw it down. Like I'll buy, I'll buy some chicken. I'll buy whatever we want to throw on there. As long as you come through with some of your ingredients and, and show me the technique, we'll, we'll throw it down. We got to do that. We'll start with something easy. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to give a quick shout out real quick to my man, Chris Ashley of the SMR podcast. And also, if you have not listened to it, barbecue and tech, because Chris was talking about seasoning rubs. He was saying he doesn't even use his, make his own rubs anymore. He's like, there's so many good ones out there. And uh, I bought, it's available at other places, but I bought from Sam's Club. Suddenly, I cannot remember the brand. Uh, maybe I'll take a picture of it and throw it up on, tw- on Twitter and Instagram. But it's like, a, it's, 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 it's red. Kinders or something? I just yes, went to Kinders. Sam's and bought a whole bunch. Yes, yeah, Kinders. yeah. Yeah, kinders yeah, I, just, I just yeah 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 the the kinders it's not mesquite it's i forgot the name of it i know it's red we bought a few of those we bought the lemon garlic or lemon pepper excuse me we bought saltless a, lemon pepper say again mm. they have saltless lemon pepper yes nice and they've got a few of them we bought like the cuban oh car the cuban one's good man i don't even eat pork and i want to put i want to throw that on some pork Ooh. Yeah, man. Per- buttery, they have a buttery steakhouse one. I use the buttery mm. poultry one. Mm. If, you're all, if you mm-hmm. couldn't hear that, listeners, that's that snap. That's how good it Insert is. Insert sponsorship here. I'm telling you. But the Kinders, the Kinders, it's like a, I think it's called a, a garlic something. It's red out. Golly, it's going to drive me nuts. I use that as my rub when I'm smoking. And I've smoked some meat two weekends ago. Went to my neighbor's house and my neighbor made these bomb ribs. Everybody brought their own stuff. It was a potluck. And I was yeah. mad. I was mad because I thought I, I I like rushed the cook. 
Everybody said, I've never had chicken like this that just melts in your mouth. They're like, this seasoning's good. So it came out, it came out great. Um, it wasn't as smoky as I preferred it to be, but there's something about that rub, man, that just sets it off. So, like I said, I'll take pictures. Very so, nice. Shout out to God. Hey, so we're in the month of November, right? Yep. Uh, and I know that I know cars having a a specific type of November. Is having a renaissance? I just wanted you to kind of uh, elaborate on your November so far, sir. How's that going for you? What's going on this month, man? Listen, man. Ever since Ed started talking about turkey breasts and rubs, I've been somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently, uh, for lack of a better word, on No Nut November. The regimen's been quite jarring. <laughs> or as I like to say, November abstinence, my friend. Yes, so I've been very abstinent this whole November. Uh, it's been enlightening. I feel like I just, I just know things now. I'm like will hunting. I just like go up to chalkboards and solve problems, and I know how to fix cars all of a sudden. <laughs> Wow. No, but, connecting some different brain cells over there. Huh? <laughs> to be honest, I do feel like time is kind of giving me more perspective because I, I'm exercising more self-control with this. Like fundamentally, that's what that is. You're just practicing self-control. Yeah, that's what it this is. is something, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. For lack of a better word, I'm trying to just spin this. So I'm not like bursting when the wind blows at me the wrong way, you know, because it's, de- <laughs> it's definitely been a challenge, man. Like, that's a BJ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been a it's been a challenge, uh, but I, I have found some benefits in it. I do feel like I have more energy during the day. Once again, that self control aspect is making me really like just enlightened. It makes me feel better. It makes me feel more empowered to want to make better decisions. Just kind of have more proactive approach to my life because all I have right now in this life is time. So I might as well just not waste it. So I can. Mm. Try and find a positive outlook on that, but at the end of the day, I'm like still like, oh my god, I can't wait for December first. <laughs> man, I can tell you this, man. If there's if you can conquer that, there's nothing you can't conquer as a man. I, you know what? I would partake in that if my birthday wasn't in the middle of November. I yeah, actually might be able to get all the way through, but there's just you know, I got to get a little, a little birthday present in the middle of November. Hello, it's just, what, it's just, it's just uh, mandatory. this is registered as an explicit podcast so i don't want anybody to so so let me just put this out there i have no brethren in this in this thing i'm just on a little life raft by myself just swimming in an ocean i feel like castaway and i lost wilson like it's already almost the end of the month and i'm freaking out man i'm just (laughs) speaking of that movie can i tell y'all something (laughs) this is in my young teenage years when i watched that movie I didn't know what to expect. I mean, we're talking, this shit was brand new. Mm. He's all, Wilson! When the tennis ball washed away, spoiler alert, if you ever seen Cast Away. It was a volleyball. Yeah, I was like. Oh, whatever they got. Uh, Hey, you know, tennis balls wash away too. (laughs) Dude, stop talking about balls. I'm real sensitive right now. (laughs) (laughs) But okay, okay. But the volleyball, pardon me, washes away. I laughed so hard. I'm yeah, I lost my you know, mind. It's also, it's also like the worst FedEx commercial ever. Oh man, I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you. No, seriously though, Car, that that's 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 good stuff, man. Like, I'm glad that that's helping you. You know what? I want to just—it's Thanksgiving season. I'm thankful for 
both of you and well, I'm thankful for all of Chasm, but you two specifically because you're on the mic rocking with me. I'm thankful for all the things that you're doing with Twitter, Trey. I'm thankful for both of you for the support and the patience that you guys have had. Um, the little inside baseball, behind the scenes stuff. We probably we we intended to start about an hour and a half ago. And we went through the ringer troubleshooting issues. It was stupid. So if you don't, if you haven't noticed the audio quality difference, it's slightly different, but we're in the comfort of our own homes. Uh, My wife came down with COVID. And so we uh, made the executive decision to still record once she's comfortable and my children are taken care of. Um, But, do it from the comfort of our own homes. And it's that's the holiday season. That's just it's probably what we're just gonna have to do, guys. You know, just be with your families mm. and get it in real quick and call it a day. But I'm thankful. Hey, you you can get it in a month from now. Hello. Um, but no. Don't call, uh, call me on the first. But but no, I am the 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 growth I've seen in the two of you this year, I'm proud of you both. You guys have been through a lot, and I appreciate you both. Thankful for you both for trusting me in the decisions I've made for us as a group, and then just helping me with you know anything I've needed. Again, you with Twitter, Car is going to be helping out with Patreon. You know, if we've got different roles here that we're doing. Uh, Cara is thinking thinking about being a backup executive producer, you know, or or another executive producer on our shows. So we're, we're starting to really get, um, we're starting to get a little serious around here slowly, but surely things are lining up for us, you know? So these first few months have been a little bit of a tiptoe out of the gate, hence the lack of extreme promotion. Shout out to free for doing this thing on Instagram because that dude is a, a hound on Instagram. But uh yeah. Thank you guys. That's that's an additional gratitude about an hour into the show. So yeah, I think you hit it on the hood though. It is Thanksgiving season. And I, I don't know, I don't want to speak for the car, but I know I can speak for myself when I can say that I'm truly thankful for you, not just for this, what you do to provide and get this whole thing up and running. And give us a voice is can't even put a price or words to describe how grateful you know I am for that. But behind the scenes in the personal realm, you know, like you said, it's been a different year uh, for me. I know it's been a little bit of difficult year for Carr, and you have been there, man, as a a rock of solid advice and just somebody to listen to, point people in the right direction, help with opportunities if needed. Um, and I'm thankful for you in that aspect, man. Not and just not even including the whole chasm space. And I'm so glad to be a part of um, Wave of the Future. Edge Free is phenomenal. We've got more coming. The sports show, I think, is really once we get into it and we get the schedule set up, that thing is going to run. I it, there's a lot of different aspects. I can't wait till we sit at the the Hall of Justice. Uh, that we got coming up hopefully soon that should be coming around but just you know from a life perspective man thank you for all your help this year 
I don't know where I'd be right now in the trajectory that I'm going. Uh, y'all know January starts a very big chapter, a new page for me that I'm super excited about. Uh, oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. So thank, thank you. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. Cool. So I'll second that motion from Mr. Trey. I'm very grateful for both of y'all. Um, touching on Edge, he taught me kind of just that I am a creative person. And I needed somebody to let me flourish with that because I didn't know I had an ear until you told me I had an ear, which is a really weird way to say things. But I understand now that there's creative elements that I can contribute to the table. And while I may not be social media savvy, I appreciate you, Trey, for really stepping up for that. You know, I don't have to worry because honestly, that stuff really stresses me out. And in other aspects, I can try and contribute creatively, whether I call both of y'all or just one of y'all and ask, like, what are we going to talk about? I usually try and just get the ball rolling so we can have some context before we just jump into these things. And I think I, I fit well there. And I really appreciate that I've had a chance to get a platform with you guys and to just be uh, allowed to have my opinion felt, which is really, really nice because I, I come from a different place. I come from all these kind of negative aspects where people were trying to be creative around me and it was just more jealousy and it was just a lot of negative things. And I'm just real grateful for y'all. Y'all y'all make me feel like it's fair. This is the way it should have been. But I'm glad I found y'all. And I'm glad y'all let me help. Because I do want to do... I do want to executive produce whenever Edge wants to get off the back end of the, of the mixers and all that stuff. And when Patreon comes around, we don't have to worry too much about overloading you, Trey. It just feels good to have a niche and to just be able to kind of fit there. And just wedge really nicely between you guys and have that different perspective that I like to contribute. All right, we work, baby. We all yeah. get our avenues and we run with them, man. And Carl, you have a phenomenal ear. How are you just now realizing that? You hear things I know, that right? I, I've been making music for a long time that I don't even hear. You're like, oh no, look, your this is too high. That should be warmer. Like what? Like, yeah, dude, your ear is phenomenal for sound. It just is. And if you never knew that, I'm glad you know it now because a great calling for you sir this is <laughs> yeah you got I, I noticed it when he and i jammed on guitars together and he made adjustments to his playing to make up for certain frequencies and i was like this cat gets it i'm like this this guy gets it you know and then when we went like full on at his house and we were jamming it was like we got off a few times, especially me. You know, I, I I had some little tone issues, but we really once we found our pocket, man, it was it was beautiful. And so, and then just when I'm talking about levels here on the mixer, he's like, "Hey, can you give me a little boom boom?" I mm-hmm. do, I make the adjustment at I, I I tend to listen to you guys and your preferences, and then. I'll make an executive decision after I'm like, yeah, you want a little bit more trouble, but here's what I'm hearing. Um, but like him, I was like, no, no, that's good. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I'll leave it alone. He's, he's got it. That's good. I think there's only been a couple of times where I've really had to make a minor tweak. Thanks guys. It's a, it's nice to get some coaching on that too. So I'm real grateful. Thank you. So, so I know all of our listeners are at this stage are going, Oh my God, is this going to turn into a love fest, a bro fest? It's Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thanksgiving. You got to tell people what you're thankful for. Okay. Yeah. You know, that's how it is. Um, before we how it should be, that's how it should be. And you should tell people, even when it's not Thanksgiving, 
Tell people that you're thankful for them. Tell them that you love them. You appreciate them. Hey, man, you're the best person to open that door for me every morning. (laughs) I don't know. I couldn't (laughs) think of anything better. Just something really stupid. We're going to move on from that. Um, Something that's not so bright. I read an article this morning when I woke up. And boy, I woke up at 6 in the morning. No, 7 in the morning. That's sleeping in for me, by the way. I'm usually up at 5 every day. So the I swear you sent a message and signal at like 4.45 or 5 o'clock. Maybe that was yesterday. Yeah, that was probably the day before. Yeah, I get up, man. Okay, because I was was still up. Like, I... (laughs) Uh, so this new this new schedule i've been on bro like i'm straight up and down i am up sometimes before five sometimes i get up at like four four thirty and then i lay in the bed and i try to go back to sleep my my body's like why are we doing this we're up let's go so then i go out and i hit the weights or i go for a walk or i just relax collect my thoughts for a little bit and then i hit the day so anyway much love and heartfelt condolences for the people out in Colorado Springs at that Q nightclub, Club Q. Um, with the gunman that came in there and shot up all the people. Yeah. I apologize for not having the exact number in front of me. I should have that. But at this stage, I don't think the number of people who have lost their lives matter and I say that not because I don't care. I say that because there should have been lives lost. And I want to give an extra spe- special shout out to Army veteran Richard Fierro, who took down the gunman. I read the article this morning and my mind was blown. So the dudes, the dude was there with his wife. Richard was there with his wife, his daughter, her daughter's boyfriend. They were seeing their friend perform, I guess, in the drag show. Shots broke out. People scattered. He got separated from his kinfolk. He saw a cut to get to the gunman. Took him down from the back. Gunman had an AR-15 style weapon, they say, in the report. A handgun. And he was, ar- he was armed, like with armor. He had armor on. So... Richard Fierro was in, again, he was an officer. I think he was a major when he was in the army. He served in Afghanistan and Iraq. Um, He said he was pounding the cat. Boom, 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 boom. In the spots where he can identify skin. Now, if you know me, um, I make light of certain situations. (laughs) Uh, He said... (laughs) Sorry, I'm trying not to laugh at this because it's a serious situation. He said as he's pounding the guy, he's looking for help. His hand was getting tired. The drag queen drag queen running by had long heels on. <laughs> and he's like, kick him. So, oh, yeah. so the drag queen's kicking the, <laughs> the, the gunman. I don't know why, but I just imagine this dude be like, take that bitch. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's yeah, one of those a, things I'm sure that that dude will laugh about maybe like 10 years yeah. from now. Yeah. But depending on how, I don't, I don't know, maybe not. But um, no, that was brave. 
That was super brave. Yep. That guy, that guy could have got popped and lost his life. And so yeah, I'm thankful for him for stepping up, you know, and taking that cat down. So this is a refreshing kind of article to get. Well, not not the incident that happened. Rest in peace to whoever lost their lives and whoever's in critical condition right now. It's a terrible thing that's happening. But it's nice to get a hero's name out there rather than the gunman's name out there. Because we have this crazy news cycle where we just put these murders on a pedestal and we remember them forever. And we don't remember the people that died or the people that tried to help. So you're not always going to get a hero in these kinds of stories. But it's nice to have one now. And, you know, he, the guy got assistance. The guy got assistance from the community, too. And it's 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 really it's really unfortunate what happened. It shouldn't really go down to that. It, like, you shouldn't have that much hate in your heart to just perform those kinds of acts. It's not going to get you anything. It's not going to it's not going to make you immortal and live forever that way. Like if you're if you're trying to chase just being on a headline like that, then just look inside the mirror and try and do something else because it's not worth it. Not worth it to do that. That's um, I mean, it's a hot topic. It's a societal issue that we're going through in in terms yeah. of things like that. But a heartfelt, heartfelt, just you know, I hope everybody's okay. That yeah. is critically injured, and our prayers to the families that lost loved ones that day because it's tiring, man. Honestly, things of this nature, it's very tiring. It's every time. You turn on the news, it seems like there's something like this going on. But big kudos to you, Eve, for bringing this article to light. We don't, like Carr said, you don't hear about those heroes. You don't hear about the people that stopped these people. You hear about the people that do these evil deeds. And that evil does not need to put be put in the headlines. This man is a hero. I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, five people lost yes. their life Yes, I just um, that day. Um, but you put that in comparison to, I think it was Orlando, where something similarly happened at a mm-hmm. nightclub like this. And I think it was like 60 people that lost their life in that Orlando nightclub. And without this gentleman, it probably could have been a lot worse. Yes. So kudos. Kudos to him, his family, and and the queen that helped him as well. <laughs> who knows who knows how long he could have been going without a little bit of help that he got man that's the type of things that need to be brought to light in these situations that you know what evil is out there but there are people that will stand up and squash that evil and keep things from going from bad to worse as bad yeah. as it was it's a beautiful thing so it was it was 49 people killed in the Orlando nightclub and 53 wounded. So, you know, it could have been an outright massacre. Not just a mass shooting, but an outright massacre. And thank, you know, thank goodness for those folks for for that gentleman for stepping up and doing what was needed to take the gunman down. It's crazy. Thank you, Mr. Fiero. Thank you very much, man. Yeah. That's uh, all I got to say on that one, man. That's uh, it's a little heavy. but it's it, it, nice it is to... heavy. But, you know, as, as Carr put so eloquently, you know, we don't focus enough on the positive aspects of this. 
And I'm glad that our news cycle is doing that because how many times have we heard, you know, talking about Dylan Roof, you know, what went wrong? You know, all these shooters, what went wrong? I don't care. What went wrong is that the person went and shot up a bunch of people, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah, these these kinds of things aren't worth making consumer media out of. Like, we don't need to see another miniseries. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. That's what gets these people when the people that are on the brink from doing insanity, um, in these type of actions. These are the things that actually kind of drive them over the edge. They want that light. They want that name. And when you praise the people that do things like this, it just not praise them, but when you bring their name into light, yeah. it just makes other people who are in a similar place or have yeah. similar intentions act on those intentions. Yeah. You, you know, you got people that oh that, and I'm not knocking anybody for watching it. So let me just get this clear or make this clear. But like the, the Dahmer thing, I don't know anybody personally yeah. that has told me that they've watched the Dahmer thing. And if they have, they have, but it, it is what it is. But I have no desire to watch anything like that because I feel like it glorifies the name of this person. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't give a fuck what that guy did. I mean, I do from a perspective of he ended other people's lives because he was a serial killer, but I don't want to rehash that. I don't want to know, you know, Oh, what caused him to go this way? No, man, screw that. I don't care about glamorize it. I'm not trying to glamorize it. Exactly. I don't want to watch any of that crap. I'm going to move on with my life and say, yep, that thing exists. Good for you. On to the next one. You don't scrub things like that from the history book. We're not telling you to forget right. things like that. We're not trying to change history. It, the people that <laughs> don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. It's one of the most ancient sayings in the history of the world. But do you need an eight-part? I don't even know how long that series was, but do you need an eight-part Netflix series? With this dude's name up in light, it's like no, absolutely not. Now, now you can do like a hey, serial like all these people, little, I don't know, like little bits and pieces. Like I watched some serial killer things on there, you know, like it's intriguing a little bit to see some things like that. Like my mom has a big crime fixation where she watches stuff on like Lifetime about stuff. Like oh, that, like right? true crime but and all that. Specific, yeah, you know, like yeah. true, like there's things, there's avenues for you to like teach the public about what happened, but not glamorize the person that did it. Right. And I think that's just a fine line that's continuously getting blurred in our day and age. And you know what? I don't even want to really talk about these things anymore. Cause it's, we're not saying any names in particular, but you know, we're, we're talking about, we're not talking about the killers. We're talking about Mr. Richard who, who saved a whole bunch of lives. Yeah. So let me ask y'all, this is semi-related. Have you ever played that game Cyberpunk? No. Oh, yeah. I actually really like that game. So there, there's a part in the intro that just like captures this kind of attitude. It's uh, the body count today has gone to a solid and 30. A, a solid yeah, and 30. And every time I hear it, it's just so like nonsensical. It's like this guy's hyping up the numbers of the death count for the city. And, you know, that's a fictional world. There's a whole bunch of lore in that world. You can live in that world for 40, 50 hours. But that sets the, that paints the picture for you. That sets the scene. Whenever you log into that game, it'll tell you this is what the future is. This is what Mm -hmm. we're all entertained by. This is what we want to hear on the news headlines. 
Mm. And it's just so moving because yeah, it's a game. Yeah, it's a game. It's consumable media, but yeah, it puts you, it, it, for me, it feels more extreme than like Grand Theft Auto ever was just because it puts that right in front of you and tells you that this is the way society is going to go. From a future perspective, I lump games like Cyberpunk and Grand Theft Auto into the same category, um, which I mean, okay, so I have kids and yeah. I have like nephews, right? I like, my nephew is 10 years old, doesn't need to play GTA. Yeah. Doesn't need to play Cyberpunk. Those it's are a, games you don't need to play until you understand how the world works and how you think and you are solid in your foundation. Like, I'm 29. Like, if I play cyberpunk, I know who I am as a person and it's not going to influence me in any type of way to go kill a whole bunch of people or get swords in my arms. Uh, but yes. Yes, that's but no, that that's the fine line. It's it kind of goes back to also the media that we have, whether it's video games or whether you're watching the news. Who do they talk about on the news? Are they talking about Mr. Fierro? Or are they talking about the dude who pulled the trigger? It's, yeah. it's all one and the same, man. Um, it's crazy. We covered a lot of ground here. Now, we didn't have anything in particular that we did a deep dive on this week, but I just love the conversation. So, you know, one more time, thank you guys. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, it's, Happy it's, Thanksgiving. It's, yeah, it, it's it's been excellent. Excellent. Hey, One piece you can of find me. If you're doing a Friendsgiving, people, don't bring liquor. You can bring liquor and food, but don't just bring liquor. I had like a lot of people recently who I've seen is like, hey, man, I had Friendsgiving and Everybody bought liquor. Nobody bought food. <laughs> yeah, like, that's not Friendsgiving. That's a that's a party. You're just throwing a party. Like if if you're gonna do Friendsgiving, bring something to eat. Also, bring something. Yeah. Also, don't just bring plates and cups. Don't do that. Don't be that person. Don't bring the forks. Don't do that. <laughs> I brought Tupperware. Fill me up. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to our uncle. <laughs> oh man. Oh, man. <laughs> Hey, hey, y'all. Thank y'all for listening. We love you. One, one more time, you can find us at Calm Sense Media on Twitter, Calm and Sense Media on Instagram, me personally at E Can Talk on both. You can find me at Marshall on Mikes on Twitter. Please hit us up, give us feedback. You can find Car on the Discord. Hey, me on December first. Just don't. Just don't call him. Don't call him. Leave him alone. I'm gonna be on the curb. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, we're gonna be running the streets. With that, I'm gonna say, we'll crash into the next one. Peace.